Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Happy Legal Tampering Day, ladies and gentlemen, Vikings fans, and friends of Purple Daily. This is a special live edition of, I guess we'll call it, uh, on NFL Network, it's the NFL Free Agency Frenzy. We're going to call this the Minnesota Vikings Free Agency Frenzy Bonanza here. We're going to one-up those. That's right. There it is. And we're going to steal their theme song, too. Yeah, but you're never going to steal. Time for free agents now. Backup tight end signing with the Vikes. You're you're not going to steal their anger of their insiders when they thought that Trey Wingo had the (laughs) scoop on Aaron Rodgers. And then universally, everyone got so mad. And Ian Rapport started to yell at poor Andrew Siciliano. And it was just mayhem. Well, Rodgers doesn't want the big scoop mongers to get the scoop. So there's a cat and mouse game there, right? And I don't, but Wingo's not, Trey Wingo's not really part of the big no, scoop monger. Not part of the scooperazzi. The scooperazzi, yeah. <laughs> Welcome in. As you can see on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, we have our friend Darren Doogie Wolfson here from the Five Eyewitness News sports team. You hear him over on Mackie and Judd multiple times a week, dishing inside information about your favorite Minnesota sports teams. We'll throw it to him in just a moment. The show here is presented by our friends at TCL, now an official partner of the NFL. No matter what you watch, TCL has award-winning TVs for any budget, any space, all with stunning picture quality. And TCL makes more than just TVs. They offer mobile products, audio devices, home appliances. TCL brings you joy and simplicity through innovative technology. Learn more at TCL.com. Boys, I think um, the biggest headlines of the day for the Vikings, I would say that there's two of them, one involving now a former Viking and then one involving the, the biggest splash that they made in the last few hours here. So Patrick Peterson, former Viking now heads to the Pittsburgh Steelers to continue his quest for a Super Bowl ring. Uh, He mentioned, I think on his podcast that he wanted to be a Viking. He thought that he was going to remain a Viking, but the Vikings were very forthright. Quasi telling him that we're just not going to be able to make it work. And we, we have plans and they don't involve players. That's age starts with a three. So he winds up with the Steelers. And then the biggest signing of the day, really the only signing of the day, unless I'm missing something, the Vikings signed tight end Josh Oliver to a three-year, $21 million contract, $10.75 million guaranteed. People are like, what? A tight end of all the needs on defense? Hawkinson's under contract. Why him? He's 25 years old. He's one of the best blocking tight ends in the NFL. Second best blocking tight end, according to Pro Football Focus last year former third-round pick by the Jaguars, and he was actually a pretty good pass-catching tight end in college at San Jose State. So they want to shore up a bad running game. You want to make yourself uh, a little bit more multidimensional. Josh Oliver ideally accomplishes part of that. So that's sort of it. There's a lot of other things we can get to here, but Judd, Doogie, what's going on? Declan, spinning all the plates and uh, putting your comments on the screen too. Start well, with I mean, scoops. I just got a text message. Go. Yeah. Good to see you, boys. Happy Me March too. Madness NFL version, Vikings oh, version. It's be, it's just got a text message. Here's some breaking news. Laura said I need to grab some apples when I run to Costco. Oh, I got to do that tonight, too. I need to pick up some ramen. I need to pick up some chips. And I need That's to pick also up some on apples. my list. Those are Make all sure that you get a good deal. List. <laughs> Make ramen. sure that you get a good deal. Do not exceed the ramen cap. Typically do at Costco, Judd. That's not normally an issue when it comes to... One of my favorite spots in your home city, although that parking lot remains the worst 
in the West Metro. So if I can somehow navigate that parking lot, not get in a car wreck, get home later tonight, I'll be able to bring you some more Viking scoopage tomorrow when I normally join you Tuesday at noon. But I would say at this point, they're in on some corners. We've heard the name Murphy, the former Cardinal. Who knows, maybe he ends up re-signing with Arizona. But as of now, the former Cardinal, since he's on the open market. I've heard the name Bunting out of Tampa. But as of an hour ago, so what time is it right now? 6.09. In fact, I'll give you the exact time. I think it was less than an hour ago. As of 5.23. 5.23. So about, what, 40 minutes ago, the Vikings had not made bunting an offer. Also checked on the possibility of the Vikings restructuring Brian O'Neill's contract. Nothing so far. Maybe that's a later move. I was led to believe weeks ago that was a very logical move. but. Just nothing there. I can tell you on Peterson, good for him for getting two years from the Steelers. The Vikings were never going to two. In fact, I was told by a source close to Patty P last night that the two sides were never like in the same ballpark in terms Mm -hmm. of a reunion. And so I'm not surprised that things didn't go how maybe Patrick wanted them to go today. But there was some level of interest in, in retaining him. But I don't think it ever came close to getting to the finish line or to use the football cliche, the five-yard line or 10-yard line. Not even sure it got past midfield. I did hear that Harrison Smith wants to continue playing. I did check on that gentleman, just wondering now that he has a little one at home, is there any possibility that he would just say, you know what, I don't want to do this anymore? No, he wants to play. I'm told he's still in decision-making mode. That leads me to believe the Vikings are trying to bring him back at a lesser number. He's trying to figure out, okay, do I want to accept what Minnesota is offering or is it time for me to hit the road? Also continuing to track some of this Dalvin Cook steam. Judd, I know you have some some Dalvin Cook steam on, on your end. What might take place with him? I do know, though, based on the Oliver agreement, based on exit interviews in January, that the Vikings do want to run the ball more here in 2023. And who exactly would be doing that running? Are they really in on Chandler, the second-year guy from North Carolina? I'm not ready to go there. So to me, it makes sense to bring back Dalvin for one more season, then cut the cord after the 23 season. But, Judd, it sounds like you've heard some trade steam on Dalvin. Yeah, I I think they've been trying to trade him for a few weeks now, and it does sound like – and I don't think – I don't remember if you had this steam or if this was just um, from the reckless speculation lifestyle that that Phil and I continue to lead – uh, but there is word that the Dolphins are very interested in Dalvin Cook. And I will say that that makes a ton of sense. We've talked about that before. So, you know what, too? I, I think we have to contextualize today because I sense some frustration from Vikings fans because, yeah. you know, this, this is a very exciting day. Big Free time. agency started. Where Where's Rappaport? Where's Schefter? Where's Pelissero? Where's uh, Garofalo reporting about my team's agreements? Let's contextualize this, okay? with where this team is at right now. And look, they've done this before. We've seen it before. We've seen times where they make splashes. Um, I think the important thing to note, Doogie, and tell me if you disagree, but my takeaway is this. They are trying to clean up their own house. Um, There are people, there are fans who think, well, yeah, but why didn't you clean up your own house to take care of that so you can have agreements today? Did this all catch you by surprise? The answer is most definitely not. They are working hard to either bring guys back at reduced rates, which in the case of Jordan Hicks, Doogie, they obviously did. Yeah, I mean, that's a pay cut, right? I mean, that was framed as, on social media, a restructure. It's a pay cut. I was told that's a flat-out pay cut. Right, and the 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 important thing here is what the Vikings are doing is they're offering up opportunities, as you've been reporting for more than a week now, Harrison Smith. If you want to come back, that's cool, but you got to do it on our terms. They're in no hurry. Like, there was no deadline today to be like, if you're not cut, we have to cut you because we're going to go sign guys. The off-season mandate, clearly, this time around, is to get their financial house in order. That's what they're doing. They have till Wednesday. They can make different moves. I think, personally, uh, to what, what Phil's been politicking for for weeks now, and I've disagreed, but if you could do it, it's great. I think that they are, they're trying very hard to trade Dalvin Cook and Zadarius Smith. And if they can get draft picks, as I've told Phil, that's awesome. I've doubted it, but I might be wrong. So this is what they're doing, though. So I think it's very important 
and I haven't really heard this today from the media that covers this team, to put this into perspective, this isn't, Quasi didn't wake up and say, oh my God, free agency started? Why didn't somebody tell me? This is a overall plan so that guess what? The Vikings can go to the party next year. And I don't, it. I don't, it's not a 2024 free agency. 100%. Yeah. Amen. R- right now, speaking of that, Dukes, they have, according to over the cap right now, before they even touch Harrison Smith's contract before now, if they, if they were to touch Brian O'Neill's contract, they would be eating some of the cap space from future seasons. But right now they actually have $120 million in cap space for next year, a year from now. And they're not, there's a, there's another misconception that because They've already let some interesting cornerback free agents slip away that they went and signed a a 25-year-old backup tight end or run-blocking tight end that they're missing the boat for 2023, to Judd's point. Yeah, I mean, kind of. like They're they're more interested in a 2024 to 2026 window, and that became obvious when they decided to eat almost all of Adam Thielen's cap hit penalty this year. If they wanted to, they could have done something they could have kept him around. They could have spread money out in future seasons. They could have post-June 1st designated him and put $7 million on next year's. They are cleaning up their books for 2024 to have flexibility to sign big players in free agency, to, to create extension space for Jefferson, et cetera, and Derrissaw. And I think most importantly, what gets lost here, too, is just because they're doing this, Doogie, doesn't mean they're tanking. I mean, they're, they're going to try and go to the playoffs and win. And I think if you have a nucleus still, and as of right now, Kirk Cousins, you know, this might change in a few weeks, depending on what happens, but he's your quarterback in 2023. You got Jefferson, Derrissaw, O'Neal. You got Hawkinson. You, got, you, you, have, you have enough good players, if healthy, to where you're going to compete. And if you get younger and faster in Brian Flores, so it's kind of a transition bridge that they're building to 2024. That's exactly it. They want maximum flexibility one year from now. That's why there's been no evidence to suggest that Kirk Cousins, his camp, will get their desire fulfilled, their wish, right, on an extension. There just there hasn't been any momentum on a Cousins extension. Yes, Judd, I would not be shocked. I mean, Zedarius wants out, so if they can find a willing trade partner, they'll happily send him on his way. It's also why, like, yeah, I mentioned the name Edmonds, the linebacker, a couple weeks ago. You look at the money he's getting in the first year from Chicago, $23 million. The Vikings weren't going to do that this year. They don't even have the flexibility to do that. I was asked, hey, were the Vikings in on Jalen Ramsey? No, absolutely not. I mean, with what flexibility? They don't have it. They want it one year from now. One year from now is going to be an entirely different perspective for us. but. Right now it is. It's all about clearing the deck as much as humanly possible. That's why I would say there's fluidity to the Dalvin Cook situation, right? I I still think he's on the roster, and then you cut the court after the 23, but you know what? If it's the Dolphins or I've heard Atlanta, Jacksonville, I mean, there's, there's options there potentially. Maybe he is also sent on his way. But, yeah, I mean, like they weren't in on... On Sutton, like I was told, maybe, you know, kicking the tires on Sutton, the cornerback that went from Pittsburgh to Detroit, but they weren't doing that deal, right? I mean, I don't know what the yeah. exact guaranteed money is, what, $21.5 million, something yeah. like that? Three, like 10 or 11 million a year. They weren't doing that. They just weren't, right? Mm-hmm. It is, Bill. It's all about what you said, 24, 25, 26. Yeah. And Sutton is an intriguing case because he is 28. And this is why I think Byron Murphy might not end up here, but I think that there is a pursuit there because he's 25. I think there's a pursuit there too. Yeah, I think there's a pursuit Sean Murphy Bunting, the other name that Dukes threw out, is also 25 years old. Right. So those guys make perfect sense. Yeah, there's interest. I'm just telling you, though, Phil, as a 523 Central, they had not made him an offer. Mm -hmm. But But those are the names that I think they're going to target because, yes, it is not tanking, but it is a definite step back. It had to take place at some point. Like, we all thought it might take place in 2022. It didn't. But, well, you know, what this... if Ryan Poles is running the show? Oh, my God, yes. And look at what the Bears can do now. Now, they might screw things up, but I love their opportunities here. But, I mean, the Vikings are taking a necessary step back. I just, I have a bigger problem with running things back in this sport than doing what we're seeing today, which is, like, the last two weeks have just been an acknowledgement of we tried, won 13 games, got to the playoffs, but we can't continue to double down. 
And so I, I'm sorry, but I think today is a brilliant day. I think today is, and again, you know what? Quazy has to prove himself in the draft. He has to prove himself in signing guys. So this is just one step. But as far as the step goes, it's absolutely necessary. And for fans that say, well, but Rodgers is going to be gone from Green Bay. I mean, it's our division. First of all, Detroit's improving. And second of all, that's not how you think of things. Like, it's not because Rodgers left Green Bay, so you bring back Kendricks and Thielen and your entire roster. That's not how this works. This is a very cold, calculated thing. And I think that it is, if, if you're a fan, and take a second to accept it, it is an excellent step for the future of the Minnesota Vikings. I agree, but I think to Phil's point, Judd, like, the division is still there for the taking. I mean, you know, in my mind, I mean, until they're dethroned, I mean, they are they are the defending champs. I mean, I think the division is still there. I really do. I mean, you know, you said it, Phil. I mean, you got the two tackles, you know, possibly Dalvin back, uh, you know. No signs on on a Kirk extension, but Kirk is the quarterback in 23. Jefferson, Osborne, Hawkinson. I still think, like, even going back to last April, I mean, I think if Garrett Wilson falls to 12, they would have pulled the trigger there. And so there's still some interest in adding a receiver. So, I mean, maybe it is very logical. They go defense, pass rusher, interior defensive lineman, or cornerback at pick 23. But I'm not necessarily sleeping on the possibility of receiver at 23 and so I mean there are still some pieces in place with Flores you know running the thing on defense I mean they can still be plenty competitive in 23 but yeah I I, like I don't what move am I missing Judd that was made today where like Vikings fans are like oh no I can't believe that I mean is it Sutton is it Edmonds I mean what am I missing on the move that was made today that has people well, all pissed off. John, you could say Jonathan Jones or Cameron Sutton, or I mean, hell, I mean, Jamel Dean going back to any of the top cornerbacks. There's still some corners the out there that are capable. I don't know if any of those guys are are world beaters. Real quick, because uh, anytime you hear the Vikings horn here during this uh, this live edition of Purple Daily, it means something newsworthy relevant to the Vikings happens. And so I just want to draw attention to the center market, because right now the Vikings do not have a starting caliber center on their roster. Garrett Bradbury is a free agent. Earlier today, Browns center Ethan Pochich went back to the Browns. He, according to Pro Football Focus, was the number one center available. Bradbury is the number three free agent center available. Bradley Bozeman, this is the breaking news. Bradley Bozeman, the fourth highest ranked center, according to PFF, just went back to Carolina. So you got the, uh, there's, there's the Colt center that's a little bit, so he, he'd be a trade candidate if you wanted to swap draft capital for established player. Otherwise, Connor McGovern, the, the other, there was a, a guard Connor McGovern that signed um, with, was it Buffalo today? The center Connor McGovern. He did McGovern. sign with Buffalo. Yeah, that's not the guy the Vikings. That's not the Connor McGovern. Yeah, it is amazing <laughs> that there's two interior there's offensive two linemen in the league that are named Connor McGovern. But it's the other guy, the guy that. It was with the Jets most recently. Maybe he's back with the Jets. Who knows? But that's yeah. the guy that's on the Vikings radar. But they have a price point in all these guys. Like, they've worked for a couple of weeks to try to re-sign Dalvin Tomlinson. But my understanding is nothing has been close. They have no interest in re-signing Irv Smith Jr. That was before today's Oliver move. On Alexander Madison, tepid interest, I would say. I mean, there's definitely more interest from some other teams. You know, so you start going through the list of, of free agents that really didn't get anywhere on on Peterson, right? So, I mean, that just points to, yeah, the Vikings are willing to, you know, do what they need to do to clear the the books as much as possible for next March. And I think before 3 o'clock on Wednesday, what's going to be um, interesting to see is, is, is Harrison Smith going to come back on their terms? And Doogie, this is the one where I think, I think they have a number for Dalvin as well. And if Dalvin's not going to take a pay cut, I'm very curious. I think that one is going to, if if they can get Madison back at a salary that they like, um, I think that they're intent on trying to move off that Cook contract. So there is interest. We'll see that. I think happen right now, but there's definite interest. Like I can tell you, there's no interest in there wasn't even before today on on bringing back Irv Smith Jr. There is on on Madison, on Dalvin. I mean, he did get his two million already. Like that that two million is guaranteed. With, with the with the shoulder surgery. And so, you know, if you're already paying him $2 million, like how much of a hit do you really want to take? I mean, you take a sizable hit on a trade too. So that's why I just wonder on Dalvin if 
If you right. run him into the ground one more year, then you move on from Dalvin after the 23 season. But either way, I mean, we're either done with Dalvin Cook as a Viking or it's one more year as a Viking. The decision on Thielen, though, opens up all types of doors uh, for for salary cap um, acceptance that we have not seen here previously. When you're willing to take on cap and just say, you know what, screw it because it's done, that's where I'm curious about this. And that's where I think it gets intriguing. And we should probably talk about um, Kirk Cousins as well because I'm wondering what the shocking signing, I did not see this coming from anywhere, the shocking decision of the San Francisco 49ers to sign Sam Darnold, or I should say agree with Sam Darnold on a contract does, because my first thought is, does that mean Trey Lance obviously gets to come back from injury and they run things back with Darnold as his backup? Um, I think the Purdy surgery is probably worse than anyone expected. So he might be out for an extended period of time. I mean, the early Um, buzz on that Judd is it's better than expected. They're saying. Well, but they also had said that they couldn't go in as quickly as they thought. I'm just saying. But I do think I, Tommy John surgery for a quarterback. Yeah, well, you don't hear what, it very often, but I mean that's pretty darn tricky. But they also the early have to word is that out. it's better than expected. Yeah, but, but they, when ha- you they, t- they have to paint that picture though, right? They have. Yeah, to, they have to say sure. when you tell us sure. that and then go sign Sam Darnold. I'm thinking you're lying. <laughs> so if that's the case, but so it's going to be Lance and Darnold. So I'm going to I'm going to guess that eliminates the outside chance that. Cousins could be shopped to San Francisco. I'm not positive, but it certainly seems like it would be trending in that direction. Well, I mean, it's hard not to wonder about Trey Lance's future, right? I mean, let's just buy the premise that things are better than expected on Purdy. How does the Minnesota native fit into the equation in, in San Francisco? You know, does that raise the possibility of, of yeah. Lance eventually being traded? And, you know, this regime looking for a young quarterback, I mean, to me, it's a logical match. So I'll continue to keep an eye on that. I mean, I don't think that's anything that's happening anytime real, real soon. But I can't help but wonder about Trey Lance's future. Yeah, the Cousins thing is so interesting. And actually, it's funny because Brian, Brian Asamoah actually uh, was the first guy to tweet what I'm sure some of these guys are thinking in the Vikings locker room. He tweeted the uh, Will Smith looking around the empty the empty uh, Beverly Hills house gif. Looking around, where, where is everybody? Um, that's how I think Kirk Cousins might start to feel here. If all of a sudden Kendricks is gone and Thielen's gone and Patrick Peterson, I mean, three, three of the five to six main leaders of that team gone in the last week, right? But he had an idea, Phil. This goes back to that Spire Credit Union interview he did a couple weekends ago where he alluded to this conversation he had with his wife. How she started to get overly emotional about the changes that were to come. This was yeah. pre- the Kendricks move. So, I mean, they had an inkling in the Cousins household that some big changes were coming. Now, the rest of that interview, I mean, Kirk went over the crowd. I've said that he was self-deprecating. He humanized himself, talked about his kids who nonstop fight, right? So, I mean, he won over the crowd. It was a crowd of like three to 4,000 people in this big auditorium, but he was very unsettled, very uncertain on his future and really the future of just what the locker room will look like. And I'm telling you, the fact that his wife got overly emotional, I mean, that to me was was a telltale sign that some big changes were coming, and we're seeing that play out right now. Hey, why uh, – we mentioned uh, Jordan Hicks. I think we're all a little surprised because the Vikings linebackers were just so bad and plotting. And Now, at the end of the day, uh, Pro Football Focus did have Jordan Hicks as the 36th-ranked inside linebacker out of 90 inside linebackers, so above average in that sense. Kendricks graded out 53rd below average. Hicks was graded 13th out of 90 against the run, but 65th in coverage. So maybe they're thinking, all right, well, our main goal was to get younger. We did that by saying goodbye to Kendricks. Asamo is going to get a look, probably draft a linebacker at some point. But we don't want to just put zero experience out there either because we don't know if Asamoah is good. So was it just did it just sort of come down to, well, I guess Jordan Hicks is the is the more discounted veteran price wise. So let's just keep him around and hopefully he can uh you know not fall off the age cliff too badly. What do you what do you think went into the Jordan Jordan Hicks sticking around, dudes? Well, I mean, it's this regime's move, right? I mean, they signed. Hicks one year ago, right? So 
a pretty bad look if you're cutting a free agent that you signed a year ago after one year. So with him being able to come in at a low number, I don't have the exact figure. It'll get filed with the Players Association at some point early this week, whether it's Tuesday or Wednesday. We'll have the exact numbers, right? But he's taking a cut, and it's not like he was at a big number to begin with. What was he at originally? Four, like, four, 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 six? Four and a half with a six, six cap hit, yeah. All right, so, you know, I don't know what it's coming in at. If it's three, three and a half, two and a half, but, you know, like you weren't retaining Eric Kendricks at any number like that. Right, so some of it is just the financials, but it's also this regime saying we believe in Jordan. We're still going to maintain a three-four base defense. We feel like Jordan fits that mold. Hey, we'll bring him back at at a lesser number. That yeah, there is something to be said about we need some linebackers, right? And you start looking at this linebacker market. The Jets re-signing one of their guys for absurd money. You know, then you see you know the top end guy Edmonds get the money he's getting from. Chicago, you see the Bears pay Edwards decent money, right? You see the former Titan uh, long go to to Miami at decent money. Like you start trying to play this linebacker game, it's hard, right? Especially when you're trying to maintain that, you know, maximum flexibility a year from now as much as possible, right? So, I mean, a lot of it to me, though, is he was their guy a year ago. They weren't ready to cut the cord after one year as long as he was willing to, to dance with them be a willing partner. And he said, Hey, like, look at the linebacker market. You know, it's too thick. What the heck am I going to get on the open market? I may as well stay. I have to be realistic about my scenario. So I'm back. So, you know, it turned out to be a pretty, you know, happy medium that they could reach, but I'm just telling you from the Viking standpoint, Phil, it's, that was our guy a year ago. We're not ready to move on from our guy a year ago. And I think if you also examine on a case by case, the veterans who have basically, it sounds like, um, one by one, been given ultimatums. Like in Kendricks's case, the salary cap relief was going to, to be so huge that it just made perfect sense. But there's no question from what you reported, Dukes, and what was talked about. Thielen, if, if he had said, you know what, I'll take a salary cut and I accept a role. I accept your role. He comes back. So like b- basically in his case, he decided, I want a bigger role. And he probably didn't want to forfeit as much of the salary as the Vikings had. And I think the same is going to be true now with Harrison Smith. Like if Harrison Smith says, you know what? I'll take the pay cut. That's cool. I'll come back. He can come back. So I think the Vikings are very open to actually accepting these guys back. But again, this is all about salary cap management. So this is really, they're not, it sounds harsh, but they're not seeing these guys as players and people. They're seeing them as figures. And can I trim? And and if you are willing to accept, I, I will take less. Um, which is why I think Zadarius is gone, and I think they'd love to trade Cook. But all of the, all of this to me is hinged on everybody has been given for the first time in a long time a figure and said, if you can fit this, you're you're here, and we love you. If you can't, if you refuse, and you know Jordan Hicks is not dumb. Jordan Hicks is near the end, was in a good situation, was liked by the team, I think, and so Jordan Hicks just said, you know what, I'll swallow hard and sign this, but. That's what makes this different is they're really literally going through all of these veterans uh, as pieces of a salary cap puzzle. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Uh Uh-oh, uh-oh, we have developing news, developing Vikings news. Duke Shelley has tweeted eyeball emojis. (laughs) Duke Shelley, at Duke Says Go on Twitter, has tweeted eyeball emojis. Does that mean he's coming back, or does that mean he just signed elsewhere? Or does he know something about Aaron Rodgers? Does he know something? Does I will he know? Send a text right now. Let's see. <laughs> yeah, dude. dear Duke, Duke of Shelley. Would you guys bring back Duke Shelley for the right contract? Sure. Yeah, I mean, give me the numbers. I mean, yes, one year. I mean, not he at, worries me. Makes me a little nervous. Not at big money, but yes, absolutely. 
he was just available for anyone, and then all of a sudden plays lights out for five weeks. Well, you know, he's like, what? the Bears played him inside, though, in the nickel, and it, it was very clear that he is, despite his size, more suited to the outside. So I would say, I know you're going to be shocked by this, and the Vikings certainly don't deserve a lot of credit for defensive coaching last season, but I would say that uh, the Bears probably didn't do Duke Shelley a lot of favors. But, the, but it's funny because the Bears, feel it's, they just screw everything up. Every every single time they have something good going, right, it seems like they, they can't get out of their way. The Bears have been pretty spot on with everything they've done in the last week, right? Well, the, well Ryan, the, polls, the, is, it's changed. The trade back with Carolina, yes. the aggressiveness today. They got a bunch of money. To, instead of getting the extra draft pick from Carolina, they said, no, give us DJ Moore. 25 years old still, DJ Moore. So, you know, to what extent does a three-win Bears team that's loading up on assets here and has a bunch of draft capital, to what extent, A, does it scare you guys if you're the Vikings, and B, to what extent does does it sort of affect what this division looks like as you try to build your bridge to 2024, what the Bears are doing? I wouldn't be overly worried about the Bears. I still think, you know, there's question marks about the quarterback. And I get it. I mean, he ran for a good amount of success, didn't have receiving weapons. DJ Moore will help, right? But I'm not convinced the Bears are going to take this massive step forward. I certainly wouldn't be curling up in the fetal position if I'm the Vikings. And it still points to just you want all this flexibility a year from now. So, okay, if the Bears make some sort of sizable leap in 23, if they jump up to seven, eight, nine wins, okay, so be it. I wouldn't be overly worried about that. Back to Judd's point about these guys just all having a number. It speaks to a high-profile agent who met with the Vikings at the Combine in Indianapolis, saw Emily, who's one of their people in their front office. She was, like, literally in the corner, like, on her calculator, like, going through stuff. That's what, Like, yeah. as they're having these talks. And this agent didn't think it was, like, awkward or anything, but he just goes, wow, I just – I walked out of there. The way they're, they're crunching numbers, and she's literally on the calculators. I'm sitting there talking with, with the Vikings brass – he goes, I just, I left that meeting convinced, like, they're about to do some crazy stuff. Bunch of different stuff. You know, crazy, I guess, is subjective. But, you know, that was before the Thielen move, the Cam Dantzler move, right? Yeah. So, just, it speaks to what you're saying, that that all these guys, they view them as, you know, however you want to term it, this, this asset. You know, mm-hmm. they want to create this kumbaya feel. And there is something to be said about, you know, harvesting these relationships and, you know, the bonds that, that have been created. But make no mistake, the bottom line is it's a business. And these guys each have a certain number attached to them. It goes back to Garrett Bradbury. There's a price point. The Vikings would love to have Garrett Bradbury back. But there's a certain price point. They are not exceeding that price point. They're just not. I'm going to tweet, some, I'm gonna tweet I some eyeball emojis here. Players <laughs> get that, though, right? Like, I, I think players get that. I don't think... It's one thing to have a culture in season where it's hostile, right, and where things aren't don't feel right. But I don't think what transpires in March affects you in training camp or once the season starts. I really don't. So, like everybody knows, I'm, I mean, hell, look at Kirk. Kirk's the Kirk's the biggest bottom line guy that there is. Look at his contracts. So I actually think that this works fine. I I don't think that this in any way jeopardizes what O'Connell said. Because what O'Connell is basically saying to the young players here is, we want to win, and in order to win, we're going to have to turn over the roster at times. Yeah. And, and another thing, too, is, and we'll see how this plinked, but you do have to be compliant, get under the cap, and then have enough money to sign the free agents that you're going to sign. Well, I mean, but, that means more moves are coming, right? Correct. I mean, but more, yeah, but what I mean, I'm saying like, is the, the, the more like money you have... It's not a surprise to them. The more money you have cleared for 2024 actually makes it easier to sign players you might like in this cycle because you can backload the contracts if you want to. But I don't know. There's a lot of smart people that have kind of surveyed the the, the landscape of this free agency class. And, you know, even for casual fans, like there's not that many big gems in this year's free agency class. So it would be stupid of the Vikings to just, like, overpay for mid-level players out of desperation. And that's probably another reason why they've said, well, God, I mean, the free agency class isn't that great. We don't have much draft capital. Our cap is kind of screwed. Let's just take a deep breath in March of 2023. It doesn't mean we're going to be a three-win team next year. But if we take a deep breath right now, 
tough schedule. Just let's just take our lumps a little bit. Maybe we can still grind our way to eight or nine wins. But then we come out on the other side in 2024. And uh, if they stick to it, you know, it looks like they are, though. It looks like they're not going to deviate from this and go. I think that's the plan, Phil. I really do. And, like, you can't really be upset by that. Like, this core has gone as far as it can go. Does anybody really think this core and, hey, let's include Adam and Eric and some of these guys, that this core was really going to go much beyond one playoff victory? Yeah. I don't know. What am I missing on that? I Well, you're missing nothing, but, pe- but people, you know. I wish the I, Wilfs I mean, would allow a loyal full players. reset, right? You know, where you could just cut the cord right now on on Cook, on some of these other guys, right? Really? But, you know, I don't know if Mark and Ziggy are fully willing to hit the reset button, but, like, we were having these conversations a year ago that it should have happened a year ago. Right? I'm credit fun- to them for winning the 13 games, but I'm just saying this core, to me, this core has gone as far as it can go. It's not going any further. But Dukes, I'm fine with this. I'm I'm absolutely fine. Take your time yeah, right so now. I. I'm fine with it too. But like, if they cut Cook, I would have tra- done a little bit more last year. But I'm fine with it a year well, later. Yes, I'm not, a year. I'm not going to nitpick that much. A year ago, yes. But what I'm saying is, I think what they're doing right now is absolutely fine, and it's very smart. And but the most important thing to Phil's point, and this is this is going to become the elephant in the bleeping room here very soon, is what is your plan of quarterback? How are you going to find? Because, I mean, right now they are literally taking Kirk to the edge of the cliff, oh. and they're going to push him off You know at what? this rate. My favorite question on that subject, it's always like the, it's this fear-mongering. You know, you, we get into these Kirk speculative trade <laughs> discussions, right? And people are like, well, what if you trade Kirk? Who's going to play quarterback? <laughs> to, to which I say, I don't know. Blank canvas to go figure it out for the future. And knowing that this franchise historically has gone to the playoffs with some of the worst quarterbacks that have ever stepped foot on an NFL field. This franchise is so well-structured under the Wilves. The Wilves. A pack of Wilves. A gaggle of Wilves. They're so well-structured. They can go to the playoffs and or win divisions with Christian Ponder, Tavares Jackson, with broken-down noodle-arm Teddy Bridgewater, right? Well, he wasn't broken down, I guess, when they went. But he was noodle-armed. Wow, just took a... And he, he had a, a shot drive by, but that's right. That was an unnecessary yeah. shot at theater. I love how Dex jumps right in front yeah. of that ball. Yeah. That's the thing like, I've oh. said all day. Wait yeah. a minute. <laughs> yeah, hold on. A bridge too far. <laughs> wow. So it's like, I don't, I guess I don't personally have that fear. Like, I, I was born in 1985, okay? I had no concept of Fran Tarkenton stability, of Tommy Kramer stability, if you want to call it that. My life as a Vikings fan, follower, media member, whatever whatever I've been over my 37 years on earth, has been quarterback turmoil. Every year there's a question, 90s, every year, is it Warren Moon, Jim McMahon, Randall Cunningham, Jeff George, Brad Johnson, into the Brett Favre, Matt Castle, Donovan McNabb, right? I don't fear life after Kirk Cousins. I, th- I think you're going to have to wait a year, I think. But Doogie, this is I've been saying this. From both perspectives, look at all the veterans that are leaving this team. If I'm Kirk, and I'm 35 years old, okay? If I'm Kirk, I'm looking around this room and saying, "Mm, you know what? It's been a good five years here. I've made $200 million playing football. Uh, We're not not really going to do a whole lot in 2023 here. We might be able to scratch our way back to the playoffs, but I would be trying to facilitate a trade to San Francisco if I were Kirk Cousins right now and I cared about winning a Super Bowl. And on the Vikings side of things, if my choice is, if I've already decided I'm not going to do a long-term extension, so I have two choices, write out the final year, and maybe you draft a quarterback and he gets to sit behind a professional in Cousins, and, and there's, I think there's value in that. Or try to get some value. You're going to get a comp pick for him if he walks, but that's going to be a 2025 draft pick. Could you get some value? Like for both sides, a parting of ways actually makes sure. a lot of sense in the coming weeks. You You actually don't get a comp pick because – the void years prohibit that for a comp pick. What? So because his contract doesn't end naturally because you created, you get penalized. So, vo- so void years prevent yeah, yeah. a comp pick. It's because they count they count as being in the contract. So not even like after the void years, you wouldn't even get a comp pick. No, then. there's no comp pick for Kirk. Even more reason to not let him walk. <laughs> I for just nothing, upped your right? case. Yes. Well, I mean, I wouldn't be anti that. I haven't heard of any such steam. Not yet. No, things need to play but, out. 
Yeah, no. but I, yeah, I mean, we're seeing the end game here, right? That Kirk is going to be a free agent this time next year. So why not facilitate a move? Why not move up the timetable? And yeah, I mean, we know what Shanny thinks of Kirk, right? I mean, that's the most logical landing spot. That's why I just, I continue to think about Trey Lance. I really do. Maybe this is for in the summer, right? June, July, something oh, like nope. that. May, no, bring it on right now. No, it's for right, right now. It's no. for right now. Yeah, it's right now. Safe space, I Darren. I can't. You're safe. I can't get him out of my mind. Wow. So you're dreaming about him? I don't know about dreaming, but. I mean, it's, it's okay if you are. I've had some weird dreams myself about quarterbacks. Yeah. He's just, he's on my mind. I'll tell you that much. I mean, it makes um, it makes sense. Well, here's here's the thing that I think we, we need to And take, I don't even you know, know if that means Kirk to Sam Fran. I'm just saying something with Trey Lance to me eventually takes place. So why not this franchise looking for a young quarterback? Yeah, I just something to think about. Here's the thing, Doogie, that I think we need to also be fo- focused on in the way the Vikings are going about their business with the quarterback position right now. If they intended to keep Kirk into 2020, um, 2023, 24, 25, if they, they would extend him r- right now. It appears they're not going to. If they don't, you're either creating a boatload of salary cap space for next March to either sign another quarterback or you're going to find a young one on a team-controlled contract, which obviously is the goal, right? I, I can't believe that they're going to run Kirk out of town to then go after the next best uh, rich free agent if they can find one or the or a trade for a veteran QB. I got to think wow. they want to find one who is either still on his first contract or just draft one. Ideally, then you get five years. Well, That's- they did They did just sign one of Lamar Jackson's run-blocking tight ends. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, by the way, cannot <laughs> negotiate or talk to teams till Wednesday because today only starts a day for talking to agents of players. Mm-hmm. So he is prohibited from Isn't working his out. his mom technically his agent or is she not? She's not certified. She's not certified. So she's, so just she's like his, his mom is like his consultant yeah. or something. Yeah. So Baltimore Lamar Jackson got a deal in the next 40 that's hours. It. That's it. He can't talk to anybody until the new what league starts. What is he doing? Dude, you have one shot in your life at like a $200 million bag. Just and pay you, the three percent commission. You hire don't an agent. have an agent it's not working that hard. on your behalf. Yeah, it's really not so weird. Culpepper did the same thing twenty years ago, right? Because well, he fired his guy because he was convinced he got screwed because he did because the Vikings completely bamboozled his agent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, somebody... nothing on Duke Shelley. Nothing on Duke. Looking here, the eyes about dinner. Well, like, I don't know what dinner? the eyes are. Good about, restaurant, but it's a great emoji. But mm-hmm. was told he doesn't know anything yet. Okay. The eyeball emojis so get people think riled it, up on Twitter. I would think if a deal was done, whether it's to here or to elsewhere, he would probably have working knowledge of that. He doesn't have any knowledge of anything right now yeah. in terms of where he's going to play next year. Real quick, what do you guys think of this? I love how Aaron Rodgers, the single biggest narcissist in the history, he has surpassed Brett Favre as the single biggest look-at-me narcissist. He just spent two or three months telling the world, hey, I'm – I know that teams have decisions to make. I'm not going to hold anyone hostage here. Can you describe what he has done today in any other way other than he's holding both the Jets and the Packers hostage since 11 a.m. Central time? I think it would be priceless. And they can't even get a hold of him. They, he doesn't like, make no any sort of announcement. Nothing, Phil? How about he just shows up to OTAs in April in Green Bay? <laughs> hey, guys. What's up, guys? What, what do the Jets do now, too? That's the funny thing. The Jets let the Derek Carr thing go. Jimmy Garoppolo signed with Jacoby I mean, they're Brissett. They're just be left with nothing. They're in the Jacoby Brissett uh, slash Aaron Rodgers race. How does that sound as far as let a scale Mike goes? White go? And he might have been the best quarterback on their roster. I know. And the Good Dolphins for Miami, game though, realizing, country. hey, like Tua, you know, like there's a better chance I win Mega Millions this week than Tua playing 17 games next season. Yeah. And we better have a capable number two. On Garoppolo, were you guys surprised at the money he got? I thought he'd get more, no, actually, is what I'm alluding to. Well, actually, I was I was surprised in that we finally have, thank you to Jimmy Garoppolo, a quarterback middle class. He makes it's like a sixty-four million dollar deal over three years, right? Or sixty-seven million or something. So the average annual value is between, you know, twenty, twenty-four, twenty-five million dollars. Somewhere yeah, in there. Sixty-seven, yeah. Yeah. And uh, and thirty-four million guaranteed. So in a, in a league in which supply and demand, there's always 32 teams 
and there's like maybe 20 quarterbacks the teams feel good about. So there's just there's just a lack of supply. And so the guys who are 21st, 22nd, 23rd, the Garoppolo's usually get paid like franchise quarterbacks. But, um, you know, I think Kirk probably because of Kirk's durability. and But if you look at some of the numbers, people are going to kill me for this. Jimmy Garoppolo, more yards per attempt. Jimmy Garoppolo's teams have twice as many wins as losses. Uh, you could say, yeah, but the infrastructure, San Francisco, the defense, and the coaching and stuff. There's something about Jimmy Garoppolo, his presence, his teams win games. You can do a lot worse than Jimmy Garoppolo. The lack of durability you could, but I'd rather bugs have Kirk, me. If that's what you're asking, would I rather have Kirk or Jimmy? Well, would you Kirk? rather have Jimmy and $15 million extra dollars to go spend on your team? I'd rather not have him because he gets hurt too Who's much. spending it on? Uh, Byron, Murphy, Byron Murphy Jr. Or offensive and, line. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, actually, can can we go through some of the names that are still just names that have Flores connections and or make sense for the Vikings? Just to so so just to kind Will of you guys do that. This. I'm going to give you one more little nugget, and then I got to get to Costco. I really do. I think they close at eight. I got to pack up some stuff. Do some yeah, you TV go do your thing before I get out of here. So go in the back way too. I'm going to bid you back guys way. adieu. But the Vikings are scheduling some of these pre-draft visits second week of April, and so I know there's an LSU offensive lineman. Somebody else had the initial steam on that, but. There's an LSU interior offensive lineman. Some of the local guys do. Like I was catching up with Terrell Smith, former Gophers cornerback today. He'll be one of those guys because you can bring in these 30 guys for visits plus guys within a certain radius of, you know, your, your practice facility. The Gophers guys count as that. And so you can exceed the 30. And so why not bring in some Gophers for visits? So I know that those uh, meetings, those visits will take place second week of April. Right on. Dukes, great stuff. We will. Yeah, otherwise, uh, I mean, I know Trey Flowers is still out there. There's some other guys with with some Brian Flores connections. Uh, They certainly have made some calls. I mean, we know that. I mean, the agreement with Oliver and and some calls, certainly on cornerbacks. I just don't get the sense that, you know, like firm offers have been made, at least as of about 530. You know, winning 13 games with Mike Zimmer's team, largely, and Rick Spielman's team, I think it, it almost proved to the Wilfs that, all right, these guys know what they're doing. Now just let them run the show the way they need to run the show. Yes, Even one more. No interest so far in re-signing Shandon Sullivan. I think we're probably okay with yeah. time to move on after the one-year deal with the slot corner, but yeah. so far crickets there. There's just there's nothing going on with the Vikings. Awesome, Great man. stuff, Dukes. Thank Aaron you. Bye, boys. Doogie talk Wolfson. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Judd. See ya. Five Eyewitness News Sports Department. Before we get to some names that are still out there that could make sense at some different positions. Uh, Judd, tell the audience how you lost and a lot of Purple Daily listeners lost a lot of weight over the past couple of years. That'd be thanks to our friends at Livia Weight Control Centers who, guess what? You know what? When it comes to the draft or the free agency process, you got a lot of options, right? But for teams, it's tough because they're like, do I like this guy or that guy more? I'm going to tell you right now that when it comes to weight loss, there is one option because it's the best. Livia Weight Control Centers, that's sports dad on the left. Yes, the same guy who's looking so debonair and fashionable on the right, and you're saying, okay, what's the difference there, sports dad? I'm going to tell you one thing. Livia Weight Control Centers helped me drop 40 pounds, and here's the most important thing. That was a while ago. They also help you keep the weight off. That's the most important thing. We've all lost weight, inevitably gain it back, but no, not with this program. Join today. You're going to get eight weeks for free. Livia voted Minnesota's best weight loss program, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia, L-I-V-E-A.com. If you are looking to lose weight, that is where you start, and that's where you're going to find your solution, Livia.com. All right, boys. Also, for the audience, thank you for hanging out with us here on this Monday night. We got you covered tomorrow. The next day, we are a 365-day-a-year Viking show, podcastable on Spotify, Apple, anywhere you find podcasts. And uh, on YouTube, where you're watching us right now, the Purple Daily YouTube channel, if you could click the subscribe button and the like button, it would help spread the word about this Vikings community that you were all helping us build. So thank you. Um, Some cornerbacks still out there. So Cameron Sutton goes to Detroit. Jonathan Jones goes back to New England. Both those guys have some ties to Brian Flores. Byron Murphy Jr. I don't think has direct ties to Flores, but he's a name, Judd, that you have kind of identified Doogie has said they're interested in PFF is projecting a three year, like $30 million contract for him. Some are saying he could get more. He's 25 years old, former second round pick. He's got a ton of slot experience, so he could make some sense. Uh, Bobby McCain 
is out there. He's 29. So I don't know. The more we go through this, it just kind of feels like they have a very specific age range of players. And that. the 29-year-old guys might just be, You're unless old. it's like a one-year deal, you know, you're trying to plug a position. Yep. Agreed. Rakia Sin is 26 years old, cornerback from uh, the Raiders last year, projected around maybe $8, $9, 10000000 million a year. He's been with the Colts, the Raiders. He's a rock-solid man coverage corner. So something that you need in the Brian Flores aggressive system. And then uh, the name that Doogie mentioned again here tonight, Sean Murphy Bunting as uh, as someone with some slot experience that you probably won't have to break the bank for, but had a good season last year. And I, I'd forgotten this. I got a note um, that the Vikings had actually pursued him at the deadline last year as well. Hmm. So there was previous interest. They didn't get him. But the fact is that there was a, if not a familiarity, there was a feeling that he would fit. Now, I know that Brian Flores is going to run a different system. It's still a 3-4, but it's going to be a, a different approach than Ed Donatel. But the Vikings certainly had done their homework as the trade deadline approached on Sean Murphy Bunting. That was interesting. Uh, so keep that name in mind as well. Uh, can we get to a couple of thoughts I've got written down on my handy dandy notepad? Yes. I, the only thing I was going to say is uh, on the offensive side, DJ Chark, no steam on him yet. So he is still available. That's a name that the Vikings fans should watch. Uh, and if they, if the Vikings were going to go to the guard market, it's very expensive and names are flying off the board. So yeah, I think that's a non-starter. Don't yeah. you? At this point, yeah. For this I was, year. I was a little curious. That, oh, Because there was a couple 26-year-olds out there that that fit the age bracket. But like Ben Powers, Nate Davis, uh, those guys are pulling in big contracts. And I, I just philosophically, I don't know that Quasey wants to pay guards a lot of money. So so yeah. the first thing I think today shows is um, it looks like, and this is just a hypothesis on my part, but if you look at how it's unfolding, I think it, I might be right here. It looks like there must be three quarterbacks, teams like, and not four. Um, I say that because Carolina needs a quarterback, and they went from nine to one. So, like, they substantially said, we got to get up. Like, there was an off chance that a fourth quarterback might get to nine, and they said, "Uh uh-uh. But what really triggered me thinking that that there is probably three quarterbacks that are desired and not four is is the Las Vegas move. So they basically took away their need for a quarterback which leads me to believe that they must have looked at the field and said, okay, if the fourth guy gets to us, we don't love that guy. We'll sign Garoppolo. Garoppolo's good. But like, if you loved a quarterback and you're the Raiders, I think you probably just stay put and try and get a quarterback in the draft. So I don't know if it's, if it's Levis who is not liked, but I, and because Richardson has shot up the chart. So there's no way it's him. I got to think though, and, uh, you know, we've discussed the fact that it sounds like the Vikings do like him. I got to think that Levis's stock must have fallen. And because when you get two teams that are trying to move around or go get a quarterback, that to me says that we probably put too much stock in the four guys and it must be three guys. I don't know that I'd fully rule the Raiders out from drafting a quarterback because it's, o- it's only $34 million guaranteed for Jimmy G. So it could easily just be... They, actually, it would be a great scenario for them to just draft Anthony Richardson if he falls to seven. Oh, yeah, I think they do that. Stash him behind, because I don't think Richardson's going number one at this point. Um, I think maybe. he goes top three. I think he goes top three now. His stock shot up. I mean, he is an athletic freak. Yes, but there's still a lot of questions. And, sure. And you, I don't, I don't think there's a direct comp to Malik Willis, but there is steam that Malik Willis could be a top, and he slides to the third round. So I'm saying it's it's realistic that he could be there at seven. I'm not saying he slides to the third round. And uh, and if you're the Raiders, you have a guy in Jimmy Garoppolo that he's got experience in that exact situation with Trey Lance and Brock Purdy. Like, I'm sure they told him, hey, man, you know, we're going to bring you in. We might draft a quarterback. And Jimmy G's like, whatever. It's been, my whole career has been that way. Wait, waiting for my shot or fending off the, the young guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but we, I guess what you're saying is the chances of someone falling – further toward like pick eight, nine, or 10 within the Vikings range to trade up, right? Is that what you're right. alluding to here? And I'm saying there's some, there, there, in my opinion, there's one of those four does not excite teams as much as I think we and the experts have projected. I'm yeah. throwing it out there. It's just interesting that two teams have decided to go in different directions who both had top 10 picks. I don't, I don't know that it, it doesn't feel to me like, wait, is this real? Is this a real tweet? 
no, this can't be real. Uh, there's a lot of phoniness going on today. I saw a fake tweet about uh, Odell Beckham Jr. narrowing yeah, his destinations down. Yeah, yeah I was going to. almost got to there. Yep, they're trying. Um, I don't know that this is the year that the Vikings move up, you know, halfway up the first round and trade their 2024 first. But I just think there's there's so many things yet to be decided, right? Like what happens with Kirk in the next few weeks? Mm-hmm. What happens with Daniil and Harrison Smith and what happens with some of these veterans and whether they can get some, if they, if they decide, well, you know what, we've reached an impasse with some of these guys. We're going to go get draft. We can go get a draft pick for Zadarius. Oh man, Daniil's playing hardball again. I guess he doesn't fit our age curve because he's 29 years old. If you wind up with a bunch more draft capital in a month and a half from now, maybe it does make sense to move up. But I just, I, I get a gut feeling that, most teams feel like there isn't a sure thing quarterback. So in a draft where there's not a sure thing quarterback, do you really want to be moving up for like the third or fourth guy off the board? No, that, that depends. I don't on, know. That depends what your head coach says, because he's the guy who, who, if he says, go get that guy, you know, and I can, and it's feasible, I probably do. But I, I also think that we need to probably put some of these uh, players into bins. So I think, I think Cook's future and Zadarius Smith's future and Harrison Smith's future needs to be decided by Wednesday at three. Daniil's in the second bin. Like you're right. He could once they're they're all done, like once all of the other stuff is done, there is a fighting chance. He'll come back and ask for a ridiculous contract around the draft and could be traded. Right. But I mean, that's not an immediate, like right now fix. Um, And then Kirk is again, that's, that's incredibly uh, fluid too, because they're going to pay him 15, million of a 20 million dollar roster bonus that's due for 2023 on thursday okay Mm -hmm. so once that's done that's been paid but it doesn't mean he is for sure coming back if he doesn't want to so like like kirk is another to me that's an entity sort of outside of the next few days like i don't think there's any way they're going to kirk in the next two days and saying things aren't going so well big boy you want to be traded (laughs) But I wouldn't dismiss that for the draft, much yeah. like with Hunter. So, like, there's a lot of bins here. I mean, they have a lot of work to do, and it's interesting. And I think they're doing a good job, but there's a lot of – to unpeel the pieces of the puzzle, sort of, like there's a lot that's going to go on within the next two months. Yes. In uh, the next 48 hours, or more like the next 43 hours, they do have to get cap compliant. So there will yes. there will be – at the very least, a Brian O'Neill restructure, but something Harrison Smith, Zadarius Smith, there's there's going to be things that have to happen the next couple of days. Last thing for me, can we uh, briefly talk about the, and it's not a huge deal, the Josh Oliver contract, okay? Yeah, because I, I saw. I kind of like this, actually. My uh, yeah, first but reaction I mean, was like, what? You probably I, saw the same consternation, right? Three years, seven million per. You already don't have any money, and you're spending it on a tight end. What the hell are you doing again? And I'm not being condescending, Judd. Again, it's the guarantees, though. It's a twenty-four million dollar contract if he meets his incentives. I guarantee you that contract is so Brzezinski'd he ain't meeting. It's probably snap incentives, catches that he's not going to achieve. It is a ten point seven million dollar guarantee over three years for a competent blocking tight end that's going to replace my guy, Johnny Munt, it's a good contract. He's not just a competent blocking tight end. And I know this is the most boring thing in football, right? The fullbacks and the know, tight yeah. ends and but like the these guys who... It's worth trying to talk he, about this. He's an elite run blocking tight end. Yep. That's what he is. And the Vikings had a really, really porous, bad running game last year. Yep. Some of it was because Dalvin Cook was just not the same guy. I mean, the yardage totals were there, but it just he wasn't the same guy, and some of the advanced metrics will show that. Uh, the offensive line had some issues, but, you know, consider Josh Oliver an extension of the offensive line. Yes. He's going to be there. He's going to play 450, 500 snaps. In college, he could catch some passes, but you now have TJ Hawkinson, who's primarily your pass-catching tight end, yes. and Josh Oliver in 12 personnel if they're lined up together. Is your uh, is your trenches road grading tight end? And TJ is a hybrid, like he's not going to stay in and block. He is a wide receiver slash tight end. So like this move though, but the but the finances of this move are absolutely fine. 
They did not. It's not. You're going to read because his agent wants you to $24 million with incentives. I guarantee you many of those incentives are unachievable. And I have as much chance of making that cash as Oliver does. Yep. So I'm um, just uh, trying to clean up any other. I think we've pretty much hit earlier today on the, the first episode we did. We did talk about Jordan Hicks a little bit more. Uh, Chris Reed restructured to save the Vikings a million dollars. So um, I think that's going to be a wrap here on this live Monday night legal tampering Vikings free agency frenzy bonanza episode. This is Judd's Christmas, man. There you go. Slicing the roster. Get rid of these bloated veteran contracts. Watching TV all day. Rap sheet. Pelissero, <laughs> Shefty, Orlovsky, my imaginary friends. It's been great. What a day. Amazing. As Declan perfectly times that glass of brown alcohol. Uh, ginger ale. I can't. Uh, Declan's not drinking alcohol for <laughs> at least probably 48 to 72 more hours. Actually, I'm on a strict uh, no so alcohol So 3 o'clock. Policy. 3 o'clock on Friday. Wednesday. When free agency officially starts, you're going to be getting hammered. Mm-hmm. I might give it. I might give it till Thursday. Right, it, we could write it down. You could figure out. We we got people in the house that will vouch for it. So That's will Declan uh, touch a drop of alcohol by Wednesday? We'll find out. So, all right, we'll be back at you sometime tomorrow for uh, what, whatever the Vikings do or don't do. We will be here breaking it down. Daily Vikings Entertainment. If you could click the subscribe and the like button. On the Purple Daily YouTube channel, it would help us as we continue to grow this show and this channel. Thank you for hanging out with us. Enjoy your evening, and we'll see you tomorrow.